Yo, what's going on, everybody? You checking in right now with the Highly Advised Podcast. You checking in with me, Spence, my boy Lyle, my other guy, Nigel. Right now, what's going on with you guys? What's going on with you fellas? Now, oh, yeah, this is episode 18, in case y'all wondering. So, what's up with y'all? This is episode 18. Yeah. Yes, sir. Close to 20, man. Yeah, yeah we're, almost, we're almost at our at another milestone. But what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy, a.k.a. Lyle, a.k.a. Don Pablo, a.k.a. El Chapo. You know, the man with the 100 grand and fi- Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Nigel. Uh, you know, since we're getting close to episode 20, you know, send us some some reactions. Send us your favorite moments, something that we could like put on the show. You know what I mean? Get, let's get y'all Thanks. let's get y'all included in the show and this experience we got. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being with us so far too, man. This is this is actually pretty it's been a fun experience so far. I definitely can say that much. Yes, sir. Yeah. And shouts out to all the listeners. All, all, everybody that's been sticking with it, everybody that's actually a fan of the product, you know, and shouts out to all the future listeners because there's going to be more. Yeah, definitely, definitely so, definitely so. I know that when you just pay attention to everything, it's like, man, I think when we started, because we had talked about doing a podcast a while ago, and then yeah. next thing you know, we end up actually getting to it. And then ironically, I think what we did, I think we only did, this is, we're what, episode 18. I think we've only done two or three episodes together because right after we started, <laughs> like, yeah, right after we started, it was like the COVID-19 thing. Like, I actually went, yo, if you actually go back, you should listen to, like, us talking, like, because uh, I think those first three episodes, I think the first episode started from episode one to three. We mainly talked about COVID-19 because it was like a new pandemic. Yeah, Doug, right. if, you, if you go listen to it, now it starts to look a little different now because it's like because we took it so like oh you know it we thought it was going to be like a we were going to be home for two weeks and then we'd be back to to like normal (laughs) like like it's been almost like eight weeks now like like you could have been like what what is it like for a boot camp is what 90 is 90 days right or is it 60 days uh, it's uh sixty days, around like sixty, seventy days, something like that. Yeah, like, talk about for like basic tra- military basic training. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, yeah. it's about I would say sixty to seventy, depending on if you're like in the Marines or not, whatever. Yeah, like you could have did that. You like literally the the length of this quarantine has been almost that. It's weird, man. Like just just to think about all the shit that we've done so far, the shit that we're gonna do. Like we. We made plans. We've changed things up. I I feel that the dynamic has definitely the dynamic has definitely got better between like nice. three of us and whatever. It's like it just feels more natural now. Like you know, definitely just the way we work it, the way we plan it. it just we I feel like we've gotten better over time, and I can only imagine we're going to keep on getting better with more stuff that we do. And that That's includes y'all right. fans and listeners. Like integrate yourselves, comment on our shit. You know, get included. Yes, sir. For sure, sounds aggressive, yeah. but like seriously though, leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, really, leave a comment, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, but now nah, what's been going on with you guys though, like this over the past week though? Oh man, um, honestly, I can't say much is going on. Uh, just you know, getting ready to take a little, you know, excursion for a second, um, you know, take a little breather for a second. 
so I'll be back. But at the moment, you know, honestly, not much, man. Just kind of surviving, living life. That's what's up. That's dope. As far as for me, as just this week goes, um, some family came down from Ohio and uh, spent a couple of days with them. They're still down here, but um, no, my daughter and, and Lisa, they're over there spending time with them and all that. So it, it's been pretty cool with them. Um, That's what's up. The, the week, though, is just kind of typical COVID week and all that. Just, just you know, staying out of trouble, trying to stay safe, save yeah. it up saving up money and stuff like that and that, that's you know that's how this week panned out mm-hmm. um i'm looking I'm looking to do some some other things and all that in the future but you know we'll right. see how it goes as the, the next couple of weeks play along like being that you like you're a father like i know right now they got this whole thing about they're like debating on actually sending the kids back to school yeah like like what like and you don't have to really go too deep into it or whatnot but like just what's your thoughts on it because i know i've seen something recently where they didn't want um like i forget who it is but whoever is supposed to be like a representative as to why the school shouldn't reopen they actually banned them from coming so like what's your like what's your opinions on that just being a father though so from a dad standpoint you know definitely the safety of my daughter is the most important thing you know i trust me i want my daughter I want her ass to go to school. I want her, <laughs> I, you know, her sitting at home, her sitting at home all the time. It's not productive for her. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a, I'm not an academic scholar, so I can't, I can't teach her what a teacher is going to teach her. You know, I can, right. I could definitely put the books in front of her. I could get her activity books and, you know, try to do the best that I can. But I know a teacher would be a, it would be a better academic resource. But at the same time, I don't want my daughter to go back to school and potentially get sick and then, right. you know, and then hurt and then affect her. So if it comes to where like it has to be remote learning again, it is what it is. And me and her mom will just have to adjust and, and do the best that we can and, and make sure that she gets, you know, the best education that she can. Remote learning sucks. I know you guys haven't experienced none of that because you don't have children of your own yet, but it's just the remote learning thing is not the best, especially for when you have younger kids. Now, if you right. had a middle schooler or a high schooler, it's easy peasy. But when it comes to like a real younger kid, you're, it's a lot more cause you gotta be with them and then you gotta help them get focused. So, mm-hmm. but I'd rather take remote learning than put my daughter and harm's way with this virus, you know what I mean? Because right. there's going to be other kids who's going to be sick and all that stuff like that. So that's just my quick thoughts on that. You know, it's crazy can, that they're respect that. It's crazy right. that they're willing to put these kids in harm's way. Like I'm just kind of surprised, like that people aren't really causing. I think some people are upset, but it's just like weird that there's not more of an uproar about it. But then again, it really depends on like your thoughts on the whole virus and whatnot. We're in a, we're yeah. in crazy times right now. Yeah, we definitely are. Like, I know um, <clears throat> I actually have a source that's close to the uh, like school districts out here, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just telling me from what they've heard. And it, they're also like a parent. So they were they were asking questions about, like, for their child's safety and everything. But um, they were saying how apparently a lot of the schools are – they're supposed – this was weeks ago, actually. This is probably about a month ago I had this conversation uh, schools are actually there are some of the high schools at least they're going to reopen, but they were going to do an alternative days, and I think um, I don't know if if y'all high school had had conversations about that, but 
I know when I was in high school, they were they had actually discussed actually doing something like that for like us. Instead of us coming in every day, we would just alternate. Okay, we have a day, a day I need to be in school. B day I don't have to be in school, or if it's like more of like a study or studying session type of day. So, from what I'm hearing, like that was that's the ideal what they want to do to minimize footprints. But to me, at the end of the day, it's just way way too risky. Like I'm fortunate enough. I'm fortunate enough. I don't have kids, but even like and my niece is still very young to so she doesn't have to worry about being in school right now, but. It's like, even for like little cousins and stuff like that. Like, I I think it's just like you said. Like it though, th- there's a huge benefit to it, of like putting the kid back in school. The biggest disservice would be like, yo, you take a chance of getting kids sick. Like you heard what you remember what Doctor Oz said when this whole thing started. Oh, you know, only like two or three percent of people will die, and it's like, fam, those are kids. <laughs> right. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and, and <laughs> they're not his kids. Yeah, they're That's not his care. Yeah, exactly. Boom. If it was his kids yeah. on the line, yeah, he'd be like, hey, that. if that if that two to three percent were like all of his family members' kids, I guarantee you he'd feel a little differently about saying like, eh, if we lose two to three, we lose two to three. Yeah, like, I mean, you would think, but I, I guess sometimes some people, some people don't really learn. Like, I mean, heck, you still got people out here like for him, he's probably like, oh, I'm being he's going to take the safety measures. But you have other people that are like, uh. Eh, I'm going to still do what I want. Like the people that probably are pushing for kids to go back are possibly people that like still want to go out Yeah. all all the time. Like, like even like, I'm not sure if y'all are aware, but like, you know how people are still going to parties and stuff like that. And you have like 26 states with rising cases right now. It's like, it's so crazy. You would think and the wild, honestly, the really wild part though is like with celebrities. Cause I, to me, I find that I would think with celebrities, especially, you would want to stay in the house, but apparently a lot of celebrities are even staying out. Like if you look at Meg the Stallion, for instance, her and Tory Lanez apparently like I know like people have seen it on social media. They've been like seen together like in on like Instagram stories and everything like that for a couple of weeks now, probably a couple months since like definitely since this quarantine thing. So they like besties. Next thing you know, um, I guess they were apparently they were at a Hollywood Hills uh house party and when they were leaving somehow from what i read they got in an argument and apparently meg the stallion her one of her female friends uh arguing tori and told the uh chauffeur let me out the car like apparently somehow tori lanes did them with a gun and ended up shooting he's apparently being accused of being the shooter within this whole thing which is like even crazier though meg is claiming that um it was like glass that messed up her foot until she came out and said that she was shot. So Tory Lanez being like coined as the shooter in this whole incident. It's like a crazy situation. Like when, you know, if you just follow the COVID guidelines probably would have been in the house and you probably never would have had that situation happen. Like here's my thing. Right. So, I mean, honestly, if, if he shot her, honestly, he's a piece of shit, but it's like, I mean, like, I, I'm not sure how y'all feel about hitting women or whatever the case is. Like, and I know that, you know, that might not sound like a, that might sound crazy to some people or whatever. Me personally, I don't agree with hitting women. I know that I don't really think it's acceptable. Um, I know not everybody feels that way. Some people are more than, you know, welcome to hit women. But me personally, I don't, right. I don't respect that. And I mean, Definitely. nonetheless, shooting a woman is like, you know, that's, that just seems like some crazy shit. Yeah, that that is crazy. Uh, but you also got to think. 
you also gotta think he's like five to 120 pounds Damn. like Damn. Yeah. no 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 listen hear me out hear me out hear me out okay. like it's I'm not defending this shit at all, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'm guessing like he mu- like I'm trying to figure out like what would make him, like someone that's that small like humanly like if someone that's five to 120 pounds they are very small individual right like like I'm just trying to figure out like under what circumstance would you even think of like shooting a woman of all people like the, the only time that. A, a man should ever raise a hand, strike a woman, whatever like that. If the woman is, if the woman is trying to kill him, you know what I mean? Self-defense. Yes. Self-defense. Self defense. Yeah. That's, that's the only time just because you got an argument due to an entanglement that you were having with shorty. Doesn't mean that you, you know, you pull your glick out and then you just, you know, you let one off just to let her know who, who she fuck with. Like that's not tough guy shit. That's just, if it's actually him, I agree with Nigel, you know, he's a piece of shit. That's not, that's not cool at all if he actually did it. Now, we don't know if he's actually did it because the investigation, if, if I'm not mistaken, is still going on. But You heard they got it on camera, right? Oh, God. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah, they, they said they got it on camera because um, apparently there's no, there's nobody's cooperating. All witnesses are, are not cooperating. But apparently... Um, which I'm perceiving to possibly be the chauffeur probably gave them the tape because I'm I'm assuming that it, they're saying it's on someone's camera, on someone's camera phone. But they all they're saying is that it, there is a recording in the LA. When I read this just a couple of days ago, the LAPD hadn't seen it yet. It's like it, nobody's saying that Tory did it. Nobody's come out and said Tory's did it. No one has seen the camera to prove that Tory's did it. But there are rumors, and apparently, uh, the the people that actually are with Meg on this, like on her her team, like her bodyguard and everything, her producer, they all kind of make it sound like Tori. Yeah, like they one of her producers said he had like his he his days are numbered. Yeah, I I seen that, and it's like alluding it is Tori Lanes, but of course, nothing is set in stone until it's actually revealed that he's the one who did it so i don't want to come out and start talking shit on him until it's it comes out saying like hey yeah this guy actually shot her until until then it's just all allegations and accusations my thing is one this is one of tory's biggest years like even throughout all the stuff going on like he he had a big year this year with quarantine it's like I'm just surprised that he would let himself be caught in a situation like that, you know? Like, even even if he's not the shooter, right? Like, he still is probably, he's still facing a huge charge at hand where he's charged with a felony for having a, a, a unregistered firearm. With that being said, it probably means he's probably going to get kicked out the country nonetheless. My, my only assumption for having that weapon on him is because like a lot of those parties up there, from what they say, what's rumored is that they get robbed a lot. So like, cause you just got imagine if you got a bunch of celebrities just having a kickback. Right. Like that's a perfect target for someone to like rob you and I guess someone explained how like just in terms of like where it is, it's gonna it may take a while for police to get there. I understand like okay, for that reason to have a firearm, but if that's the case, you're what pretty much the biggest female artist right now. Like, and I don't think that's really in question if she's the biggest artist. She Right now, she is, like, if she's not the biggest, she's number two, right? 
I think the security or somebody should have been there with both with them. So this this wouldn't even had been a situation, to be honest with you. It's a crazy situation. It's good to see that make the stallions healthy, though. It's a, it's definitely good to see that she pulled through with the surgery. So hopefully, she recoups, does what she got to do to make the foot better again, and get back to making some music, you know. And hopefully, she doesn't get caught up in a situation like that again. Yeah, I, hopefully so. I hope she uh, she definitely recovers. I know they're still trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure, understand this whole thing with Kylie Jenner involved in this whole thing. Because apparently they were hanging with Kylie Jenner when this all happened. I guess they both. This is what Twitter's saying. Like, like Meg got arrested. Tori got arrested. I guess her friend got arrested. But I guess Kylie, she was like safe. I guess I don't know. She just was able to go home. It's like a weird. It's like this whole. This whole thing is really weird. It's sad because definitely like Nigel was saying earlier about Tory Lanes. Like this is like he's definitely had like a huge summer this year. He had right. a huge year. And on top of it, um, I don't know if you know, but he's like, and he's now a, a hundred percent an independent artist. And now he won't be able to live in. He probably won't be able to work in the states at all. I mean, at least for the time being. But um, no, if he's found guilty, he's not gonna be able to work in the states at all. He's a he's not a U.S. citizen. No, you're no. I I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying like for for right now, he's he's mm -hmm. not doing any work right now. And if he's if he's proven innocent, then you know, of course, his career could resume in the states. But oh, yeah. So I mean, regardless of if he's going to be, be proven innocent or guilty, right now he's not doing anything. You know what right. I mean? With that being said, though, when speaking about Tory Lanez, to allude to what Nigel was saying about how he has a big year, do you think do you think that Tory Lanez was killing it? like sales wise, like on the billboard and stuff like that? Or do you think that it was just more like relevancy? And the reason why I asked that is because there's been a lot of talk this year about billboard numbers and how much does it really attribute to the artist's success? I mean, me personally, I think that Tory Lanez, I think he did, I think he did good on the billboards and sales and whatnot. But I think as of right now, as far as relevancy, I think he might be like, damn near peak relevancy in his career like if not peak relevancy in his career so i mean like that's why to me i think it's kind of a big deal this is going on like you have one of the most relevant dudes during quarantine and, and the most relevant female artists right now they had an altercation something happened and now like we ha we haven't even seen the aftermath of the situation like this is still an ongoing thing yeah right. you know good luck good luck to make the salient yeah i agree with nigel for the most part like I think this was like probably his peak relevancy. I think numbers wise, I think he was selling pretty well because like he, he was a big act when he left. Um, I think he was on Atlantic or something like that or Def Jam. Like whenever he left the that label, he was, or it might be RCA. I don't know. But when he left his label, he was a top act. He had a lot of pull, so he was able to get himself into being an independent artist. Wherever he was at, whatever label he was on, he was a well-known act. He was a popular act. He had pull to some extent just because of his music may not hit in terms of, like, the huge relevancy at, like, billboards. But he has, like, one of those not low-hanging fruit, but it his music is always going to get played at, like, certain events no matter where you are. So, Well, when it comes to the, the billboard records and things, or I should say the, big, the billboard sales and positions and whatnot, they're all going to be kind of different because of uh, the whole thing that went on, how things, how sales are going to be affected by packages and whatnot. You know, they're trying to go strictly mm -hmm. back to strictly album sales. 
I think that's a great thing because I look at because it just goes mm. to show who's. I, I think it is right because Billboard is about music, right? There's nothing wrong with you selling merchandise or selling tours, but that shouldn't count towards your album sales at all. I think that's not fair because look at this country artist guy. The country artist guy, he did. I don't even know who he is. I don't know if he's a good country artist or not. But he beat Drake out of the number one album for the week. Oh yeah. Because he he was selling fake tour tickets, and like after he got the number one album. He said, oh, yeah, the tour's canceled, guys. That's <laughs> funny. And, I heard and, something about that. <laughs> and that, you know, that robbed Drake of a, of another number one album, Alkalade, and, and and probably robbed that country fans. Out of some money. Yeah, out of some money, because they probably thought, like, oh, Sap, we're going to go ahead and, and see him on tour, blah, blah, blah. And knowing damn well the guy wasn't having a tour in the first place and did, and did what he did. It's kind of like with uh, Nav, and it's kind of like with... Um, Six nine, you know. I I know you guys don't like Nav like that, but like with Nav, I'm, six nine. <laughs> right. I mean, well, I mean, all all three of us don't care for six yeah. nine, but I like yeah. Nav. But right. I, what what I will admit, the reason why Nav was able to sell over one hundred twenty is because he bundled a lot of his merch with V Loan, and as you guys know, V Loan mm. is a very expensive, popular urban fashion wear i should have say urban fashion wear, right it sounds like i'm trying to put in a category but it is a very pop it's a popular you know fashion label and and i and it he was able to bundle it with the album for a cheaper price than what typically v loan goes for you know because like a v loan t-shirt just a plain t-shirt that says v loan you're probably looking at like three hundred dollars i'm sure like country artists had no intention of cheating his fans out of money like why why would he possibly do that you know, uh, he he's he has to be doing it the straight and narrow way. The amount of sarcasm, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of sarcasm. Whoever he is, good job to him because he finessed the game. While yeah, he could. that's that's a real good finesse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Definitely because at the end of the day, he still gets his plaque. See, my only see my whole thing is with album sales. This is a tricky thing, anyway. You know, pretty much like how album sales really work is like you don't have to sell a million records. Like wh- the way it works is. If you both are like, if you're Best Buy and you're, if Lau's Best Buy and I just Target, right? Right. I sell, if I sell Target um, 500,000 copies of my album and I sell Best Buy 500,000 copies of my album, right? It's y'all job to actually sell the CDs. Well, what pretty much happens is that's, a, I can say I have a million sales. I have a, my album went platinum because I sold it to you guys. Now with like streaming and how like, the the eyeballness of a stream is it's like twelve hundred stream stream plays equals an album or some shit like that. Yeah. Well, you package it with with something. It kind of to me, I feel like it gives it equates it, it levels out the price for for the most part because everybody does streaming for the most part now. And granted, there should be probably some provisions and some amendments done to actually make it doable for someone to actually just sell if you want to package it with something you can't do something like the country artist where you said well i'm gonna just give a refund i mean granted i know like for Pusha t's album i bought uh i think i bought something of his and i got a t-shirt i got his album for free but i had already i already had his album like i have no problem with you packaging packaging it with that stuff because at the end of the day those people that buy your merch more than likely listen to your music so it all equates to um, it, it would equate to those people wanted if you were putting out that same music putting out that music for them 
like and like if we were going back to the days where music came out on Tuesdays and there was no Napster was like the closest thing and LimeWire was the the hottest thing to get like free music. You're going to those same people are going to go buy the album at, at a Best Buy or at a Target or at a Walmart still. So do you do you think that Nas and Six Nines um, music numbers? Do you think they're honest numbers then, with with or without the merch? Because before the merch bundle, right, with Nav, when he when he released Bad Habits, he did eighty thousand in the first week, which is not bad numbers. But right. obviously, with this last album he came out, you know, he he beat his number by a landslide to like over one hundred twenty plus, and that and but he was doing merch this time, so. Uh, do you think the do you think they're on a sales with the merch or without? Uh, okay, so I'll say that is is not okay. There to some extent, there's not it's not an honest sale, right? To some extent, because it then it will inflate the numbers to a, to a degree. I think the majority of the people that buy the stuff, because I'm not a Nav fan like that. Like I've listened to his music; he makes decent music, but I'm not a fan of his. So even if he does a, a collab with V Loan. I'm not a huge V-Loan fan, so there's a possibility I would buy V-Loan, the V-Loan collab just as a collector of the brand. But more often than not, I'm sure most of those people buying it are fans of that clothing brand. So, like, I think his just the demographic he he pushes towards, they're all going to buy this. They were going to buy this shit anyway. They would buy his. They would buy his album sales. So I think it inflates it just a little bit, but not drastically enough where, like, he's. Matter of fact, would you say Nav is a bigger a uh, bigger artist today than he was when with uh, Bad Habits? I would say yeah, because just off the features, off the uh, off the album, I felt like he had more features on this album compared to the last one. So, right. so if if he is a bigger artist now than he was before, it could say like he probably would have hit somewhere around that one twenty mark. Or whatnot, from compared to the eighty, the eighty k that he sold with Bad Habits. He, if he's getting bigger, if he's getting bigger as an artist overall, he probably would hit those numbers closer. He probably would be close to hitting those numbers, with or without the collab. I think. I mean that that's fair enough. I I won't dispute that. You know. Um. But uh, speaking of sales, guess did one point three million sales. Who? Jorge Masvidal. Oh, he's uh he's what is what is uh fucking Dana White say the. He moves the meter, the needle. Yeah, and uh, is... they they probably would have done like six hundred, seven hundred thousand if Gilva Burns was still in there. If but, that man, really, I, I no, don't even I, think they would have did that. That's my prediction really? because of the hype of Fight Island, three title fights. You know what I mean? That's what right. I was saying. Yeah, that's but, but what Mas with all it pushed it over a million for sure. So that's crazy. Yeah, one point three. So. I want to say he's in the top five now of highest selling uh, pay-per-views with him, his name on it. I think he put one of Connor's pay-per-views out of the top five now. Really? Wow. Yeah. Just imagine if he would have won and like fought Connor next. You know the numbers. Honestly, they could still fight and do crazy numbers for real. I was going to say it. The fight can still happen, but I don't. The way I see it with Connor, I don't think it's a money thing with Connor anymore. I think the money thing went out the window as soon as he he uh, beat Floyd. I think this thing is a title thing for Connor. Now, I think that he just wants uh, a title fight. I think he wants it. I think it is. I think a lot of it has to do with him being a title a title fight. But I also think it involves money though, because I think 
to some extent, though Connor is the big brand, like any fighter will tell you, if you have a belt, you're gonna have more. You're gonna make more money because everybody wants to talk to the champion. So like when you're, it's, it's. I think it, I think Connor's probably getting to the point in his career where he probably realizes like, yo, people love me for who I am, but I, certain numbers that I'm asking for, I can't get unless I have a belt in the sport that people attach me to. Like so, I think it's I think it's a money thing to some extent because though he made some money off the Floyd fight, I don't think. It's not enough money for him to live off of for the rest right. of his life. It, it kind of depends on how he's living his lifestyle, right? Like, if we, if all three of us got $100 million, I think, you know, we don't have to work. We right. could tell our jobs, hey, look, I'm not putting in two weeks' notice, and I'm letting you know I'm not coming. <laughs> you know? So, but you but you also got to realize, like, it, like, when, like, I think for us, yeah, it would work. But you yeah. got to think, like, his lifestyle is not... Like even even if Connor lived a modest lifestyle, I think I don't think Connor's gonna be our neighbor. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna walk out the house right now and be like, "Oh shit, aren't you like the championship fighter for the UFC?" Right. Like the aren't you like the biggest fighter in the world right now? One of the biggest UFC fighters in the world. Fair enough. I that's fair. I agree. With yeah, that. yeah. Like he's probably living in a he's probably living in an area where even a modest lifestyle is probably a home that's probably at least a million dollars possibly. I think for Jose Auto, like the way I see it is like this. Like, I think you're kind of right in the way that it might be for a title. Same way I thought it was Jose Auto. Um, I think they both would rather fight for a title, but I think Conor McGregor is not going to fight for a title and not get paid a lot of money. I think Jose Auto wants to fight for a title and he wants the money, but I think that's second. You know, I think they put him in a title fight right now so they can make a new deal with him and probably pay him less money. With Conor, they're not going to have that same leeway. They're gonna have to pay Connor, and they're gonna have to give right. him a title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. Because Connor is not a cheap. He's not a cheap guy. Right. I was gonna say, yeah, not after fighting Floyd and and having the the entertaining fight that he he had with Floyd. Right. Even though that mm-hmm. most people could say like, yeah, he was gonna lose, but the fact that it it, it almost broke the the Pacquiao number, which is the the still the highest selling pay per view of all time, you know. You know he isn't going to be a cheap guy anymore. You can't to 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 offer him less than a million dollars. It's it's criminal for for him. It's criminal. Yeah. So question, right? Because right. of because with Masvidal, like I, but I think I think it's safe to say we think Masvidal still has like he still has a lot of years, a good amount of years left on his like clock before it's, before he has to hang it up. Like with him doing a doing pretty much contributing to numbers like that, right? For selling a fight like that definitely with short notice do you think if if dana is able to get him in a space where let's say he can do that he has that fight again he wins the fight now he's the champion and he does another break another breakout by do you think you think do you think dana will end up wanting to replace him with replace connor with him and just kind of like push connor out the door because i think i think it's safe to say i, I don't I think Connor has a hard time becoming champion again in the UFC overall, like just with the the level of talent that's there at 155. I don't 70. I don't think so because I think Connor is Connor at the end of the day, and I think as much as the Connor might have a rough time, I think Jorge Masvidal has a rough time as well because that he might even have a rougher time because I think Connor might be able to beat most people in 155. I don't think Jorge Masvidal is beating maybe two or three people. And 170, and it's just because of style matchups. I think like 
Connor can get away with that against certain people, like you know your Dustin Poirier's, like your Dan Hooker's. I think I think he beats those people, and I think he does it relatively like easily at that. I don't think Jorge Masvidal beats Kobe easily. I don't think he beats Kamara Usman easily. I think he's going to struggle. What 170 has more wrestlers than 155 is. I think he'd be fine. However, what I will say is that I think Jorge Masvidal, even if he's not fighting for the title, makes money. So you can put him against somebody else at 170 who is a striker or even not a striker and have him get paid. So why not get the most use out of him right now instead of um, not paying him and having him possibly going over to Bellator and getting money? Because at this point, he's a star. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Nigel's uh, sentiment. I I think the UFC is trying to – they're looking – for the next big cash cow and Masvidal may be it but the thing with cash cows they have to win they they gotta win yeah. they gotta win big fights exactly then they might not have to win a title right if you're big enough you don't have to win a title but you have to win the big fights you have right. to win the, the the main event pay-per-view you have to and if Masvidal you know, I mean, so far so good, and he has an excuse for losing against Usman. But the next main event pay per view that he has, he can't, he shouldn't lose it because if he loses it, then it starts to roll back. Like, oh well, maybe he's not as good as what we think he is. You know, he he has to win. He has to win, and um, if he continues to win and look impressive because he's an impressive fighter, he's an entertaining fighter then real we might see the next cash cow of the UFC coming up. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I think I agree with what both of y'all said because at the end of the day when I look at someone like Masvidal, like like you said, you have to win at the when it's all said and done. When it's all said and done you have to win. And I think he may end up he'll probably he will have a he will struggle at being champion at one seventy. But I do think him turning around and saying, hey well, we can put him, you can just place him in those certain type of fights. Because at the end of the day, like Connor showed us, like you can be one of the, get one of the biggest paydays and not be fighting for a belt. So, like, because I think with him and Nate, they did, I think they did records on both of those fights. Yeah. So, um, so like, since he, he's done, he's done records with both of those fights. So it's like, if he's able to do that without needing a belt, or even when he fought Cowboy, he fought Cowboy and didn't need a belt. So, like, more than likely, it, they I can see them doing that with Miles without of just matching him up. And because at first I was thinking, like, he may end up being uh, the person that eclipses Connor right. overall and just say, like, okay. Because I, I think over time, Connor is going to start hitting. If he hasn't hit it yet, he's going to hit the bubble of um, him being such a big artist like not artist but big fighter like still having that you know that arrogance that these that these stars have where dude listen you still need to pay me x y and z right because uh, eventually i'm quite sure connor if the ufc told connor no right for whatever he asked for if they said we i want five million for this fight and he they said no he could say okay well fuck it i'm not gonna fight and I can go do a different. I can go do a movie. I can go do some. I can go sell beer, sell alcohol. I can go probably do clothing. And he could probably make all that money back with ease. Yeah. Just doing that, or just being like, just doing appearances. He probably can do appearances, fifteen appearances, and probably make that type of money overseas. Yeah. Right? Uh, I was gonna say 
you know, you're right, Spence. Uh, and realistically, Connor never has to fight again. He does it. His whiskey's doing well. Like you said, he could do shit like appearances, cameo appearance in a movie. He, he never has to fight again. He's fighting. He probably could go to, like WWE, honestly. Yeah. I don't he, even think he would do that, honestly. Like, he, he doesn't have to. I think he, that's, a, that's like, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. No, no. Honestly, to be, to be no. honest with you, he might be better off doing it with AEW. Okay. And yeah. I only say this be I say this because I think with AEW he has more leverage. And he probably yeah. could say like, "Yo, I want like a percentage." Instead of cuz you guys can't really afford me. I wherever if I come here, I will watch it. Yeah, I would I'll be honest, I would watch to watch Connor just on AEW and I don't even watch wrestling. So like <laughs> <laughs> like I do not watch wrestling whatsoever anymore. So like I would watch Connor, I would watch, I would go on AEW just to watch Connor. So he probably can get more leverage with them, honestly. Y'all yeah, want to um, go over these recent fight cards real quick? Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's touch on it. So I'm not sure if y'all saw the uh, Calvin Cater Dan Ige fight, but I like Calvin Cater. Like good striker. Um, you know he he was in the fight. It looked like he had a got hit in the nose and it might have broke his nose or something. Something happened Sheesh. to affect his breathing. You could tell like. Like he kept on rubbing his face after he got hit. Something something happened to where he was bothered. And even uh Michael Bisming said it as he was commentating. But he still pulled through like in the second in the third round, he pulled it back in and he was uh he was back in the fight and he won it pretty decisively. I, I like him and I want to see him go against somebody else in the top five. Yeah, I his fight with Danny Gabe was pretty good. I think it should be the only top five fighter that's available right now is Max. So I think it should be Calvin versus Max. Yeah. If, it, uh, it, that's right there. You could say that's the title eliminator, right? Because if Calvin beats Max, he's the next guy for Volkanovski or but Brian, Max, Brian Ortega. Well, he well the rumor is he might fight Korean Zombie next. Ooh, interesting. Because yeah. he smacked Ooh, up his friend. Well, no, because that fight was booked. Well, they were booked to fight um, last year, but I f- I forgot who. I think it was Brian Ortega. He he got like injured or something, so the mm-hmm. fight got like canceled or some shit like that. So they that'd be a good fight. Yeah, it it would be good. Uh, but I think Calvin he should fight um he no, should I'm, fight Mike. I'm just thinking Brian uh, or uh, Korean Zombie just tags in his translator and just starts beating him in, beat his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he Yo, smacked his translator up. That shit's funny. Like. Hold on, hold on. Brian Ortega did that. Yeah, like Brian Ortega smacked Korean yeah. Zombie's um, translator. I'm like, I guess because. Uh, you know, he said a few things he didn't like, so he saw him in the bathroom and snacked. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you guys. I didn't. I I didn't even pay attention to like what fighter it was. I remember hearing about it though. That's crazy. You would think Brian Ortega would have learned his lesson after fighting. Who was it? Max Holloway. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, like he fought Max Holloway, and at the time they were like, "Oh, Brian Ortega is the next guy. He's he's dominating this one forty-five pound class." Nobody can stop him. Da da da. And then next thing you know, boom, yeah. he fights. He gets in there with Max, and Max makes him look like a kid who had no business being in there. He was in grown folks' business. Yeah, he was fucking him up, man. Like, and it wasn't yeah. until we watched it the other night where I was like, oh, he fucked up uh, Jose Aldo the second time, even worse. But he he had his face looking all types of crazy, eyes swollen yeah. shut. Yeah, hell yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Like, you gotta be kidding me, bro. Like. <laughs> Like you would think someone like that would be humble and not be trying to smack his translator. Hey, I don't know. Like Korean zombies, no joke though. I'm, I will be excited for that. 
Yeah, that that would be a good fight. I, I would like to see that. Featherweight division is looking pretty good. They have some nice uppercomers. And the UFC is doing a good job of building their – the guys that are not – they're not known to like the casual audience. They're doing a good job of giving them these like random main events and stuff like that because nobody's gonna ever pay attention to these other fighters if you don't get if you don't put spotlights on them. You know what I mean? How do you right. feel about the new flyweight champion? I think it's great, man. I I sent you a video the other day that I was like I didn't like his energy. How he was like, oh well, you know, I really want to hurt him. I want to embarrass him. I'm talking because- about Joseph Benavides. Correct. Yes. Yes. Let, let me put it out there. Yeah. Joseph Benavides. I sent Nigel a video the other day. Joseph Benavides was like, oh, I feel embarrassed. I, I don't, you know, I really want to hurt him for the way that, you know, he got knocked out. You know, Joseph Benavides in the last fight with Figueroa, he, he headbutted Figueroa. He caused the headbutt to happen. And then from shortly after that, Figueroa knocked him out. Dana White gave, Dana White gave him immediate rematch. Because of the headbutt incident, but at the same time, Figueroa, he he missed weight, and so he couldn't win the title. So he did an immediate rematch. Plus, at flyweight, there's nobody to really talk about anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. now, last night, Figueroa, he was like, "Okay, this time I'm just gonna really beat your ass," and he yeah. choked him. He choked him unconscious. <laughs> yeah, he he had him looking <laughs> fucking silly, and I like Joseph Benavidez, man, but I I think personally he should retire. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's five, like, five. He's like zero and five in title in title fights. Exactly. I looked it up. Yep. Last night he's fought. He fought for bantamweight title, flyweight title. I think twice. Um, like he just fought last night, and then he fought once before against the same dude, and he's lost all five. I like Joseph Benavidez, very skilled fighter, but last night he looked like he had no business being in there at all. Jesus. Like he he made him look pretty bad. And don't give me your, like Joseph Benavidez. He's good. He'll beat a lot of people, but. He he did not look at his best last night at all. You know what else I also saw in the fight was Kevin Gastelum. Like he got finished like relatively quickly. I, really, I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was gonna win. I like Kelvin Gastelum a lot, and he went in there and got finished in like maybe 40 seconds, I think. Really? Yep. Quick, very quick knee bar. I wonder if he took this fight seriously. That's that's the problem I have with Kelvin Gastelum, and that's what I was I was kind of alluding to a little earlier when we had our phone conversation in the morning that with him, the problem with him is how serious is this guy, right? Because in welterweight, the problem was he was being lazy. He was, you know, eating cheeseburgers and smoking weed, so he couldn't make the weight. (laughs) What? So now he's at middleweight where he doesn't have to worry about cutting weight, and he's showing up to fights, you know, just not taking it seriously, getting beat up. Like the Darren Till fight, that was a fight that he could have had in a bag if he was firing all cylinders. But Darryl Till came out there and beat him. Yeah. And Darryl Till, mentally, he wasn't straight because he was coming off... Uh, that lost get... to Tyron Woodley. No, no. When Jorge Masvidal knocked him out. Oh, yeah. You're right. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jorge knocked, knocked him to the fucking nether realm, as some people <laughs> would say. But, but like, for real, like, Said knocked him to another round. Kevin he got to get his shit together, man. It's like, okay, dude, like, do you want to continue to be a top 10 middleweight in the world and potentially fight for a title one day, like a, a real title, not the interim title fight? Or, you know, are you just going to fade, fade away and, and become a gatekeeper for people who's trying to get into the top 10? Because at this point, he helped Jack Hermanson now get into a big fight now yep. jack hermanson is a contender 
Yeah, he, he could get the winner of Till and Whitaker. And if he beats Till Whitaker, we might be talking about him fighting the winner of Paulo Costa and Adesanya. Which you know I'm, I mean? I'm excited about that fight. We're going to talk about that at another point, like when the it gets yeah, a little yeah. bit closer. It's going to be in September. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I think it was like for 253, right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, real quick, Dana White, he came out on the post-press conference last night, and he said, like, that fight is not official. And the Brazilian website that leaked the news, they should have done that because apparently the deal's not done. So, yes, it's targeting, and that's what it's supposed to happen. But apparently one of the two guys didn't sign on the dotted line yet. Uh, you know, Dana White's about to be upset. That needs to happen because I want to see I want to see how about that, how that fight is gonna go. Like, you know, they need to, uh, I was a fan of his too. I was a style bender, so though I don't though I don't really care for him because of John Jones thing. But <laughs> you know who else said uh, some wild shit other than other than the style bender? Oh, <laughs> uh, you want Nick, to get Nick Cannon? Yeah, Nick Cannon. So. It's crazy because I heard it. I, I had to listen to what he said a couple times, and I was like, ooh, how do we tackle this one? You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, Nick Cannon, what he said was interesting because essentially what he said was he was going on, he was going and talking about, I should say, like, I don't, I don't want to say biblical, but essentially like historic history of, you know, I should say white people, essentially. Um, and he Caucasians, Caucasians, and he he mixed Jews in as well. This is it's a touchy subject because it's like I feel like here's I don't agree with Nick Cannon because he can't say it like that. He can't go and call white people savages and animals because if somebody were to do that to black people, we would be upset, and that's just it. Like, but if if uh, Marky Mark were to come out of nowhere and be like, yeah, you know, I work with Samuel L. Jackson. He was kind of an animal and a savage. He kind of wasn't really human, you know? And he, like, seriously meant it, like, not in a joking way. Like, you know what I mean? People God. people wouldn't like that. Imagine the shit storm that he'd have to deal with after that. I would agree if you said anybody else, because I think they have, like, they allegedly, I don't know how true this is, so I'm not going to hold him to the cross. But apparently there's, like, videotapes of him, like, when he was a kid, like, using racial slurs. Uh, like, put trying to get black people out of his neighborhood. When you say talk kid, about, how old was he? Because I mean, like, I, like, like I mean, like eight, nine, ten years old. Kid. You talk about like Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I'll forgive that. a kid for doing some stupid shit because kids do stupid shit. Listen, I'm not, I'm not forgiving Justin Bieber, bro. I was hey, just man. about to, I was just about to ask that question <laughs> <laughs> about Bieber Valley. You know. yeah. you one of the Biebs? No, I'm not. I'm not the be. I could. Besides the songs that, you know, everybody hears on the radio, like baby, baby, that shit. I couldn't. I couldn't name you any Justin Bieber like songs or albums. So I'm not a Bieb. He has a song with our Post Malone that's actually pretty good. It's called Deja Vu. It's a good song. That's what's up. Yeah, that song, that song's, that song's good, man. I'm not gonna lie. Umar, you, yo, did you know Umar's running for president too? So is he yeah. seriously running for president? I don't know. Probably just as serious as Kanye. But... Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I respect that. <laughs> actually, actually, funny enough, you say that Kanye is about to have his uh, first rally in uh, South Carolina. Oh, I'll, really? I'll be watching. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious to see what he has to say. Because yeah, we should drive down oh, there. God. Oh God, man! Like it's. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we gotta get back to talking about Nick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo. Yeah. Like what is what is he gonna say? You know what I mean? Like I I'm just so curious to hear what he has to say. 
Yo, he's just gonna play a new album. He's gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna let y'all listen to my first my new album. And it's just that's all it's gonna be. It's just gonna be shots at Biden, bro. That's oh, all God. that's all the new <laughs> yo, yo, you wanna see a piece of entertainment? It's Kanye having a rally for the birthday party. Like, you know that's the group that that's the party his party yeah. affiliation, right? It, se- it seems party. like a big joke. Like honestly, it seems it seems like a big joke. And I I know we're not talking about Nick Cannon right now, but like it's, <laughs> this shit is just fucking ridiculous. Yep, so, it is. So so back back to the Nick Cannon thing before we like really dive deep. I've been talking here. about that shit for a long yeah. time. <laughs> before, before we dive. Yo, we should really we should really touch on uh, Kanye when, when, after he has the rally. Yeah, after and, the rally, yeah. we're, we're gonna yeah. have a review of that shit. I, I, oh God, we should definitely yeah. touch touch on that. But with Nick Cannon, I I don't want to really talk about his comments and all that stuff because there's going to be different sides of the spectrum whether you agree or disagree with whatever. I I don't like the aftermath result of it. Now, Viacom firing him, it's kind of like I feel like it depends on who you speak to, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Right. But what I don't like is how people were standing up for Nick, right? Like, and I'm talking about like the the social media, the social media justice warriors, whatever you call them. They were standing up for Nick. Nick, he felt like he did something wrong, so he came out to apologize and you have people trying to cancel him. And it, and then Nick publicly came out and was like, "How like why is my own people canceling me?" When Nick has has been all about like black people, and and to be honest with you, right. he didn't he didn't say anything that made him into like a coon like figure, kind of like a Terry right. Crews type of thing. And with that, I don't like that because it's kind of like, man, these people on social media. I'm not talking about real life people, but these people on social media, they they turn on people so fast and so quick. It's actually kind of, oh, yeah. it, it becomes so disgusting right? On, on like how it is. And I feel like that's not fair to Nick. Now, if you want to talk about his comments or why Viacom fired him, then that's fine. You can have a conversation for that. But to be like, he's canceled and he's, that's not cool because let's say, God forbid, but let's say Nick Cannon decides to take his own life or he gets in a tragic uh, situation, then people are going to start showing shit, fake love. R.I.P. Nick, you were so good. But it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Same people, the same people that was bashing on. Yeah, that's exactly, wrong. exactly. And I, I don't, I don't like that at all. You know, so I mean, Nick. Hopefully, he could bounce back from this. And uh, everybody makes mistakes. You know what I mean? I'm not saying what he said was a mistake, but I'm saying like what caused them to. Um, what can be perceived as a mistake by right. like by Viacom essentially. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And right. hopefully you know, hopefully he could bounce back from it and hopefully he could get you know, get back into one of the big four T V companies and, and do his no. thing again. To be honest with you, like, because I know Revolt, like Diddy was like, Yo, listen, I'm I got your back. Like you could just do your show on Revolt, if anything. And personally to me, I don't watch Wild and Out anymore, so I wouldn't be subscribing to revolt just because while announced there but i think it it i think it makes sense i think him going to revolt would make a lot more sense definitely if he owns the rights to while and out and everything because that show's been around for like 15 16 years i think yeah this is such a touchy subject yeah uh, what some people are saying and this is what i've seen on social media 
some people when he initially got kicked off like when viacom cut ties with them i saw where people were like they actually applauded it and like it was people i knew but i understood why because they saw it as well you know technically speaking this might be a huge blessing for him in the sense that wilding out is a brand in itself right right yeah if you if he was to recreate wilding out on revolt it's still wilding out. So people who are missing the show wilding out, they can go to wilding out still and watch right. it. And he probably can get more money for it at this point. So some people are saying like it may be a ble- this could be a blessing in the sense of being an independent running something independently like a TV show, which I don't think we've I don't think we've ever really seen a independent TV show. A TV show ran that was an independent show. Like no no backing by a huge corporation, so like I don't know what the success level would be on that, but I don't know. I think that there is opportunity there for him, but the it does suck also that I th- I think that from a human level, Nick felt as though he did something wrong. So for him him to, and I think that's just being an adult, right? at the end of the day and i think a lot of people that are part of the council culture are like very young people right so they don't really it's a lot of they i don't think a lot of people who are just like let's cancel this let's cancel that i think a lot of them are like they're they're young they're too young to realize like or they're just not mature enough from a morality standpoint to understand like yo you know there's right and there's wrong no matter even though even though what you do is right but it's wrong in the eyes of others, there's a way to go about it. And I think Nick acknowledged that. And that's why he made the apology that he did. And I think the reason why some people killed him for it and wanted to quote unquote cancel him for it was due to the fact that you say, well, well, let him, because I think people at this point are like, oh, we're, we're going to hold, we're going to back you. Like we got your back. I, like no matter who it is, any person that says I got your back, like financial. If you're not financially backing Nick Cannon, he has to make the what is deemed the right move, no matter who has his who supports him or whatnot emotionally or whatever. Right. So I think that was a, one of the reasons why some people felt as though he copped out for the money, but just from a morality standpoint, he identified like, hey. No matter what, I even if that's how he felt, right? Even if that's how he feels, he probably right. He also recognized, hey, this isn't something I should be saying in a public setting. That's just like I've I've worked. I remember I used to work with a guy that, like, I used to think it was weird, but he used to make like baby jokes, and he would make jokes or whatever that are like extremely inappropriate. And I'm like, dude, there's nothing wrong with your. I it's not funny to me, but if that's what gets you off in terms of humor. You need to do that in a place where you feel safe. Right. You shouldn't be doing stuff like that at your job. Right. Because that's because that can get you fired. Like. Right. So I think even the sense with with Nick and at the end of the day he probably he recognized it was just a morality thing at the end of the day. So I don't think he was wrong for apologizing. Like he just recognized like yo, I shouldn't be saying this. Definitely when you're pretty much offending the people that pay that write your paycheck at the end of the day. I just feel like he could have tried to just word what he said better, you know, like that's it. Like I, if he wants to try and talk about like, you know, things that happened before and how they affect the way they, the things are now, then he should just try to word them better and maybe have somebody in the group of people that he's saying like, Hey, you're like this, maybe have them in the group 
so they can also discuss what he's saying and maybe try and make something out of that situation. Yeah, I, I agree, Nigel. I think that would have been better if the the group of people he was speaking about, if he had a member of that person involved to help, you know, not necessarily educate him, but maybe to help guide what he's what he's trying to say and try to clear up what he's trying to say. So this right. way it doesn't so this way it doesn't come off as like as if he's generalizing right. everybody that's Caucasian. And I agree with that. And and far as like um him talking bad about the people that pay him, I'm I'm gonna bring it to like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. He said it best on first take. He was like him and Max Kellerman, they can't go on ESPN first take and be like fuck the Disney CEO. Fuck ESPN's pre- whoever the president is, and fuck whoever is in charge of running Sports Center. You know, fuck them. They don't Something give a fuck rally. about me. Yeah, and and fuck them big time. And, you know, say all sorts of insulting shit, and expect to have a fucking job. You, yeah, it's it's not it's not realistic at all for for majority of of people. It's just not. You know, Stephen A. knows that he would be out of a job. If me and Nigel were talking about the the high powers of where we work at, we publicly was talking shit about them, we would be out of a job. We'd probably yeah, be quickly. out of that job. Yeah, <laughs> very quickly. Maybe that day, for real. Yeah, so... Before, it, before we even get to put the episode out, it's like yeah. you get a call like, yo, so uh, you're, we're, we're letting you go. Yeah. For what? And, I heard what you did. And And where we're at... We, you know, de- depending on what we say and how we say it, we could be in legal trouble too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like stuff like that, stuff like that, you can't talk trash about who you work for and expect to still get paid or still to have a job. Like it, it doesn't work like that in the real world, no matter where whether you live in America or you live in somewhere, you know, a, more strict like China because they, you know, their government is really controlled over there. So it's, and I'm not knocking China or nothing like that, but their government is just definitely is, is regulated a lot differently from American government. I just think you have to be a little careful in what you say. Like just, just yeah. if you're, if you're going to speak in that way, like maybe one, like you just have to be careful about the environment you're in and you have to be careful about what you're saying. Like, I understand like he feels the way he feels and he's not wrong he's not wrong for having the beliefs that he has or whatever, like, but at the same point in time, when you voice those beliefs, you got to be real careful about, about who's listening to you. Yeah, you definitely got to like, I think there's some things you just got to be mindful of. And even, even when it comes to just recording yourself and like just doing stuff on camera, right? Like when like the same thing that goes for Nick is, is like the same thing that goes for anybody else. Like the video that I just sent y'all, right? Okay. Like to just moving away from the whole Nick situation, right? Like, like even like someone like that, right? Like Lamar, like. <laughs> What's going on here now? <laughs> like what? What is? What is it? Man, he's getting like. <laughs> I think he's getting like laser hair removal surgery. <laughs> Right above his dick, why that shit looks wild, man. Pause, like, bro. Pause. pause. Yo, that's you put that's the what emphasis. It is. You put the emphasis on the D. 
come on though like that's like <laughs> how else am i supposed to say what's going on like you know what i mean you, you, hey, you hey. yeah for real you can say his crotch his private <laughs> area Boy, he was man, like it, his it's right above dick. his dick. It's right above his dick, and the <laughs> shit looks crazy. And like, look, if if that's what you do, that's what you do. But why do you have to be bro, bro, no, That shit bro. looks fucking insane, man. Like, look, it, look, if that's what you want to do, if that's the way you know you you like your shit, hey, go for it. But that shit looks wild. <laughs> that shit looks wild. The fact like, the fact that Shorty's holding his hand, yeah, like the fuck. Time. Like, get that shit off the camera. Like, I, nobody wants to see that shit <laughs> at all. Like, I, I guarantee you, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> you know, that, I, I wanted I, to send that to y'all like earlier this week, but I was like, I wanted to, I wanted us to get the live reaction. Yeah, yeah, that so, shit looks wild. I, so here's here's what I here's what I think about shit like that, right? That the average guy, right? They don't think about well. Let me get laser surgery, you know, for my crotch mm. area. They, niggas don't think like that <laughs> at all. I, that's some real like. Hollywood lifestyle, facts, <laughs> facts, shit. When they can think about, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wax my crotch in area. Like, I don't, bro. That's just the weirdest thing that for a man to go. I mean, I get it. There's metrosexuals out there where they really care about the parents or the body, where they're gonna, well, they're gonna make well, sure that they're clean cut to the T. But and I'm not talking about just physical parents where I was like working out, but I mean like they they make sure they get their fucking nails did, you know, they get their right. Brazilian wax on their body, and I get that, and I think it's more understandable for people who are models. But Lamar Odom, let's be real, the guy, <laughs> he's like 45. Yeah, he's 45, retired <laughs> NBA champion. You know who who had he used to be married to a Kardashian. The guy is not. He's not about that lifestyle. So him going out there getting a random laser surgery, <laughs> it's just bizarre. <laughs> Straight up. I, don't, I have no, no interest in watching that again. That shit looks fucking insane. Son, like, yeah, I'm on. not even going to hold you, right? Like, I watched this video multiple times, but I just literally look at the waist up, right? If you just look at him... <laughs> He got on these black shades with a white with a, <laughs> ha- hands up in the air and shit, like looking like he's having the time of his fucking life. Like, what the hell's going on, he's man? Like, I, I can't even listen to this shit because we're recording. This is my first time seeing it, but like, what the fuck? It, this shit looks crazy. This shit looks crazy. Like, look, man. I, yeah. Like I said, if that's what he wants to do, I, like I'm not mad at him. Live, live your life the way you want to. I have no interest in seeing that shit on my fucking feed. I feel you, man. I feel. You. Hey, yo, uh, qu- quick question, right? Like, cause I know, like, we're, we're still gonna. It, there's a couple things that have been going on in the media that, like, we that we probably didn't get a chance to get to, but like. I just want to get a quick opinion because it's, it's still some things unfolding with a couple of these things. Like, um, I'm not sure if you guys heard about the QC versus versus the Migos. Like, apparently the QC, well, the Migos are coming out saying that uh, QC is actually stealing money from them, has stolen has stolen millions of dollars from them, and apparently, like, I guess their their lawyer was actually someone that worked for QC. So of course they're putting everything in the best interest. So. Long short, the Migos are signed to a contract that just never ends. It's like a f- infinite year contract. So, I, what the what what I think about that is, what I'm actually shocked, right? Because I thought everything in QC was 
was family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought everybody fucked with everybody, and that was like it. So for them to come out and say that the Migos and the Migos, let's be real. Outside of so like you know random street shit, kind of like when Quavo got his chains took in uh in DC, and then next you know the not people, Quavo. But yeah, I listened to that shit last night. But <laughs> but Quavo that shit. That shit got resolved like really quickly, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the people who took the chain, you know, oh, sorry Quavo, we've, you know, please blah blah blah. But oh, anyway, yeah. oh, I think that guy became. I think he went end up going to school to like learn computers or something, right? That's uh, quite the change of life. Good for, <laughs> <laughs> Good for him, shit. That's wild, yo. You went from yeah. taking a chain to like, hey, Good for him. Good for him. I respect it. You know, that's just, just yeah. crazy. Yeah, because I, I just remember, um, I remember he got like an interview, I think on Sage or something years ago. And like he was saying like, yeah, you know, I'm not in the street anymore. I, like I go to school. I think I think he goes to school and like he was working at like a McDonald's or something like that. Hey, He's man, like, what? yeah. So, so <laughs> a little bit. It, it's From he, shooter to coder. Yeah. Well, it, it probably went like that because he he like snitched on Fat Trail because you know mm. so little backstory real quick so this we don't steer too far away at, at a time the Migos were kind of like beefing with Chief Keef and oh I forgot all about that and, and, you know Chief Keef and Fredo of course they have like connections with like Fat Trail and then they were doing a show in DC you know apparently Quavo got his chain took and all that shit like that the guy Quavo recorded a phone conversation with the guy because you know the Migo gang. They were starting to run down on him, and he is start, he's starting to get scared about it. And then he snitched. He was like, oh, yeah, Fat Trail got the other chain, dog. Fat Trail got it. <laughs> so Fat Trail. Wow. Fat Trail. Just yeah. <laughs> Fat yeah, Trail yeah. and a couple other guys, you know, from around the way, caught up to the home dude and beat his ass, you know. <laughs> oh, God. So that, that, caught, that probably pushed the computer career that he's going for now, you know. Hey, well. He said, "Man, it's like yo, I can make more. I can make more money. I can make more money outside the streets." Yeah, <laughs> wow. it just took it's it like just I... took an ass whooping to realize that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Imagine... it takes that for people. They got to get the, the, yeah. the shit beat out of them in order to change up. Yeah, yo, have you ever uh, like have you ever met someone that like you would think all they need is like a good ass whooping and they would like snap out of it and Absolutely. they just never snap and they never snap out of it. Well, no, they they eventually run into somebody who's gonna beat their ass. You know what I mean? Like it's just it. It's like it, it doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be somebody you know. But somebody out there is gonna be like, hey, today's not the day. And it's like <laughs> don't do this. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's yeah. just the way it is. You can't run around like that all your life and not run into that person. You just can't. you're right. That's a fact. You're right. That's, you're right. That's a fact. You're right. There's that's always an some, absolute fact. There's always somebody out there that that has the ability to straighten you out. You yeah, know. and is waiting for the yeah. chance. Like, yeah. waiting, waiting for somebody like you to walk into the life. It's like someone just woke up and was like, "Man, I'm just ready for today. I'm waiting for somebody to do some bullshit." Yeah, I told you, I I knew a dude when I went to high school. It was like school year just started, and he's like, "Yo, man, I just can't wait to get into a fight." Like, just there's just dudes like that, yo. Like, just waiting to fuck somebody up. Don't don't run into that person. That's a fact. You know, honestly, you know what fight I can't wait for is because uh, I think Lau sent it to me earlier this year, earlier this week. I think is like apparently I think Triple G versus Pacquiao. That's supposed to actually be at like at the end of the year. I think right. I so I I just found it from like a random boxing page, and mm. and 
So I don't know if that's a real fight or not, but if it's real, I think that's criminal because Triple G is a lot fucking bigger. Imagine, yeah. In uh, UFC terms, imagine if Israel Adesanya is going to fight Henry Cejudo. That's like <laughs> that's fucking crazy. You know, right. that shouldn't be sanctioned at all. And I think Triple G. Everybody's talking about Pacquiao going to retirement. If that fight is real, Triple G will literally put him into physical mm-hmm. retirement. He would put him in a retirement home. And I, I, Jesus. I, <laughs> Jesus. Triple G. I mean, Spence, you know Triple G. Did, you know? Yeah. The, oh, I, I just, the, the only, the only I know. person that's fucking with Triple G right now is, Canelo. is Canelo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the only person that's fucking <laughs> with Triple G. <laughs> You know, the and to be honest with you, Trip, well, I was just gonna say, um, yeah. funny enough, funny enough, I don't even think Can- honestly, I don't think Canelo's ever beat Triple G personally. When they fought, oh, I've I've had Canelo beating, I've had Triple G beating Canelo both times. Yo, I agree, one hundred percent. But that's the debate for another day. I, yeah, I, dirty ass Oscar De La Hoya. You saw what he said about you heard what he said about Ryan Garcia, right? No, what did he uh, say? Um, I forget. It's it's another it's another guy, but he put another fighter over top of Ryan Garcia. He thinks Ryan Garcia is not really the future of boxing. He's came out. He came out and said in an interview recently um, that he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't think Ryan Garcia has proved himself yet. And the thing that makes Ryan Garcia popular right now is the fact that he's like a, a like a popular Co- person. Cocaine, Instagram. man. That's like Man, Oscar has a track record of coming out saying stupid shit publicly. Look, I'm not saying Ryan Garcia is is better than you know Gervonta Davis or Devin Haney or nothing like that. But you'd be a fool to say that you know he's not one of the top boxers of, around that lighter weight class. I think with Ryan, with him, he just needs to fight stiffer competition to help further prove. He's, right. he's the guy, but Oscar's not giving it to him. Now I understand the whole money situation plays into who, you know, why he's fighting, why he's, I mean, why he's not fighting certain people. Well, I I get all that, and I think it's all like boxing bullshit. But for him to come out and tarnish one of his top guys, right? Because out of Golden Boy, you know Canelo, you know Ryan Garcia, and who else do you know from Golden Boy? That's like, that's like for me. That's it. I don't know anybody well, else. That's a top name and Golden Boy. Same here. I think. Um, I don't. I don't think. Nah, Andy Ruiz is he? He isn't. Uh, no, he's he's Golden no, he's, he's what Al Heyman over there in PBC. Oh, so yeah, he's good. Yeah, so he doesn't. Those are like the only two fighters I think he has. <laughs> so, but you know, you know, someone like that. I think some. I I think Oscar's also like a. He understands media, so he probably used that to kind of get attention for Ryan. I'm assuming, or he's trying—he's probably trying to force Ryan into doing some shit that he doesn't want. That Ryan is refusing to, to actually want to do. Maybe. Um, so speaking of uh, dirty people, y'all want to get into Dirty Dan in uh, Washington? Dirty Dan Snyder. Oh, and, what? What? Before oh. before we hop into Dirty Dan, Dirty Dan, do you guys have anything else to say about the Migos? Because we're kind of like abruptly. Skip that. Oh, I, I want to oh, see how it plays shit. out a little talking. bit more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to see how it plays out a little bit more. I think um, P. Hey, I, I know P. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like I know P. had put out a, a statement. He put out a statement saying like he was upset about it and everything. But I think only what a few. Like I said before, like 
the like some of the stuff is like things we're gonna have to like actually see play out a little bit more before we can really dive deeper into it. From what I can say is that um in the in the past it seems that QC actually looked out for the Migos, so I'm curious to know what changed behind the scenes. So yeah. um yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, definitely with them being definitely now that they're like they're not the priority. I, I think it's to me. I just exactly. think it's, oh, the the irony is that this all comes out when they're not a priority at the at the label anymore. So, like, but um, I'm sorry, Dirty Dan. No, yeah. no, I was just gonna say like, well, I was gonna get into this Dirty Dan shit, man. Let's get into Dirty Dan real quick, and uh, you know, Lyle's favorite team. But Dirty uh, Dan. You know, I, one thing oh. I can say, I was watching first take. I was watching first take and undisputed, and I was just like, you know what? I'm glad the Steelers aren't in the news and. I hate if they run the news for this shit because this shit looks bad. Trust me, your boy Ben done put y'all there before, so yeah. (laughs) 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 No, we keep it. (laughs) Yo, the Redskins. uh, I I don't know if if we keep it calm Redskins anymore. We want actually we can't right because they're going to be a new name. They're fucking themselves. Dan Snyder, he he fucked himself. He it's it's like an egotist, egos big ass ego thing that he got going on, right? He's too he's too worried to be. Hey, I want to be like Jerry Jones, you know. I I want right. the I want the Redskins to be like the Cowboys, and it's like Dan, you're not the Cowboys. You're not Jerry. Focus on being the Redskins owner, and on top of that, let's change this fucking name. I for my team, because everybody knows it's my team. Uh, it's just I'm just very disappointed, very very disappointed on how they handled this whole fucking shit. And let the people know exactly what what exactly you're upset about. I'm up from a fan standpoint. I'm just upset overall of the organization. I'm I'm upset how the name thing got handled. I'm upset with the owner. I'm upset on how our team has been handled. It's just it, it sucks, and I was telling Nigel that if this shit doesn't pan out the well enough, you know, I'm not, I, I'll never jump ship from being a Washington fan, but it's going to be really hard to stand behind them this next season. Right. So, and and I know I'm not the only fan. I know there's a lot more pissed off like fans than than me, right. but there's probably there's probably fans out there as willing to jump ship, but. They're not true fans if they jump shit. I forget the player, but there was a player that came out, I guess, showing like text messages between him and Jay Gruden. Also, he's like, "Yo, you want to do this?" I was like, "Yeah." Oh, shit. And, like, yeah and, and then come to find out, Jay Gruden had to actually watch the interview himself to find out that whoever said the player was talking shit about him, they were lying. Was lying. Yeah, yeah like, fuck, fuck, fuck Jay Gruden. That's why his ass got had to go. The, I, the whole sexual uh, allegation shit. It's it's just a poor look at a time that what we're going through right now with the whole fucking with the whole shit that we're going on for for black people right now with the whole fucking shit with with women, you know, being victimized and shit sexually, the whole fucking shit about that, that crazy fucking island where I'm not going to name people involved with that shit. Yeah, sick. Yeah, the the Redskins going on, 
with the fucking name thing, and I keep saying Redskins, uh, you know, but fuck it, I might keep saying it until they switch the name because I don't know. What, I'm not going to keep saying Washington team. That's fucking lame. So uh, it's it's the sexual thing. It's just, it's just fucking bullshit. No Redskin fan should be proud of that shit. It's, it's just so it's very disappointing, man. It's very disappointing. And, and I know for me, I'm a fan of the team and I'm disappointed. I can imagine people who aren't fans of the team on how disappointed they are. Right. The way I see it is like if Dan Snyder, if they, if they do a thorough investigation and they find he is in any way connected to that shit that was going on with those women, get him the fuck out of there. Like what, why do you need a leader like that? Why do you need an owner like that? Like, that will just tarnish your name. The NFL already has enough bad shit on it. I'm a football fan. Football is like one of my favorite sports. You cannot have that dude as an owner in your organization. You just can't. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, hey, we're not going to fire you, but you might make an exit soon if you can't figure shit out. There's a lot of shit going on with the Redskins that are just not right at the moment. And some shit, they really need to overhaul some shit immediately. I, I, I man, they need to do them like they did the Clippers with Don Sterling. Right. If they find yeah, out it's exactly. true, because we don't know what's true yeah. right now, but there's um, some shady well, shit going on. Yeah. I, well, I've seen something that said, like, they don't think they'll make him sell his team like right. Sterling, like they did with Sterling. But I think if if it comes out, if everything comes out that is true, he does need to be, they, he does need to be forced to sell the team. And I don't, like, to what capacity that part is under we'll find out when when that when we cross that bridge but i know he does need to sell the team it's it if he's found guilty i believe there was two people that actually were fired since these allegations have came out one guy uh he actually retired so the these are all people that with all without admissions of guilt it's an admission of guilt to retire yep. from an organization with something like this is going on to be fired from an organization uh and I, but and i believe their names were mentioned within the allegation reports because if i'm so, not guilty i'm not retiring from shit y'all y'all gotta fire me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah but you but you know sometimes it for the most part i agree with you it depends on the circumstance right it depends on the sir if i'm I put, I put it like this like the guy that retired, even if it was false, right? Which I think someone being there that long and these allegations happening, I think it's I think it's hard to be within any environment long to for a long period of time and not see something. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I agree with that. So, so like, even if he was innocent, right? In his case, it'd be too much for him to risk, right? Imagine if you're close to retirement, right? If you can say if you have the option to retire, it's better to retire. But the guys that were found that I, I think those guys that were mentioned that were fired, and the guy that had decided to drop out and just retire, I think it, it there is some admission to guilt there that lies within that within those crosshairs. I think it's just something we have to wait and see. It's just it's really poor, definitely with like like you said, loud with everything that's going on from the social impacts that's going on to the changing of the name, to the issues and the qualities that people in this country are fighting for, for all people, for everybody, for the most part. Um, yeah. Uh, you say to yourself, talk about timing. Timing is, the timing of this is, the, the timing of the, is interesting, but I will say this, I think the, 
the only good part about the timing is I think because of just the climate that we're in, it would push for something to happen. Like I think like just like the Redskins, the name has been questioned about being changed for years. Like right. probably since 2013, I've heard this at least or somewhere around that time. Like, and now because of all the social impacts going on now, it's finally being changed. So I think even with this situation, I think women coming out now and saying what happened, I believe there's a lot of truth in it. And I think it's a lot, to, a lot of it has to do with, okay, there's, they have a higher probability of getting these guilty men found guilty. If the, the men that are being a, accused of these accusations are guilty so i think this is the best time for something like that to happen so y'all uh ready to kind of wrap it up yeah um before i get out of here i just want to get y'all picks for the versus battle this week um dmx oh, versus shit. Dog. forgot man that that's a good one <clears throat> man uh i think i think i think soup dog is gonna win because I think now hits wise could be comparable. I just say I think Snoop's just has a little more. But if we want to base it off like energy base, I think Snoop Dogg will probably have the better energy than DMX. Now, if we're if imagine if this battle was taking place at the time where DMX was one of the top guys in the rap game, DMX it it would be a landslide victory for him. But I think with how how Snoop's legend has grew along and people are having more admiration for Snoop these days versus DMX. I I think Snoop will take it, but it's not far. I'm, I won't like go against somebody if they're like, oh, I think DMX got it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I think X, <clears throat> X has a good catalog. And I mean, when we start adding in features and stuff like that, I'm sure he'll be able to uh, Hang give hang in there to some extent but i gotta go with snoop one being that snoop dogg was the first artist i've ever the first rap song i ever recited was gin and juice so that's always going to be a, a favorite so i always got to go with snoop but also if snoop dogg wants to i think he wrote um he wrote some of bow wow's first hits so if he wanted to he could even bring in records like that like he had i think he he has too much of a catalog his catalog's too big and too strong even when it comes to features, right? Like, think about Down For My, like, he's on that song, and he has a great verse on Down For My hitter song at the end of, at the end of the day. So he he has everything that match, he has what it takes to match up against X. I'm just more interested in watching it, watching that one, because they'll be more than likely, if you notice, they've been putting these guys in the same room with each other. Right. So I'm curious to see what I'm curious to see what that energy is going to be like because Snoop Snoop got too many hits, and I know X is like a non-industry type of person, so he might not even feel he might start losing and start spazzing out just because he's not feeling the the atmosphere. It, it's weird. I'm I'm more of a DMX guy because like I kind of grew up with DMX. You know, shouts out to my brother. Um, you know, definitely playing the first three albums like for a decent bit of time. Uh, but I think. I think DMX will bring the energy, but I think Snoop Dogg, like y'all said, just has the hits and like the caliber to just stay with him for as long as it takes to win. It's kind of crazy because like I, I'm curious to see how DMX is in this environment more or less than anything else. I think he'll be fine personally, but at the same point in time, like I, I think he will. I think he will. But it's like at the same point in time, like I'm just curious to see how it all goes, you know. 
Yeah. yeah, I I actually might t- tune into this one just to see how DMX is going to act, just due to his, you know, he, I feel like he's a, he has an unpredictable nature these days. You know? Yeah, if they if they do if they do it at a venue, right? If they're doing it at like a venue place for this to be held, right? Like the Fabulous and Jada one, you think they're gonna let um, Snoop bring some weed into the into the venue? Of course. Okay. Well, uh, I, well, it kind of depends on the the venue's roles, right? Yeah, because I mean, this is at, this. You gotta realize this is what like through Apple. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It depends if, if fucking hey, Mister such and such is in charge of this venue, and he's like, look, no fucking drugs. Snoop is not bring. Snoop can bring the weed, right? He can't right. physically be stopped. Mm. But they're like, all right, we're not gonna run the live. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I, Snoop. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'll I'll leave it at this. I gotta go. I think it's we got two one. Me and Lau got Snoop. Nigel got uh, DMX. No, no, no. I got I got Snoop. The energy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the energy is gonna come from DMX. <laughs> I can't I can't choose DMX over Snoop. I'm sorry. I like DMX a lot, but it's just like I can't do that. He's like on my like uh, runner ups or like my honorable mentions when it comes to top rappers. For me. I appreciate DMX. That. Yeah, he's he's up there. I, I fuck with his music. I fuck with his catalog. So let me ask you. It. Let me ask you a question about Snoop, right? Uh, and there's going to be a follow-up question. Yeah. Is Snoop top ten West Coast rapper of all time? Yes. All right. Is Snoop top five West Coast rapper of all time? I have to think about that. Okay. Yes. Okay. For you, Spence. Yes. Now, would you put Snoop in the top fifteen greatest rappers of all time? I'm gonna put him in there. Yeah, now, hold I'll on. Put him in the top ten. We're talking about like, are we talking about the overall package, or are we talking about like rappers? No, you know, that's no, a different no. List. Oh, my, like artists, I, rap artists. Right. Yes, rap artists. Overall package, yeah. Then yeah, he's in there. Yeah, for sure, okay. he has to be. Okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, think about who who has had a run as long as I don't want to say a run, but like who's been he's in the game. Run. Yeah, I mean, who's who's been there like Snoop has just not too many people. Long. Now, oh, let me let me ask a bonus anybody, question then. Is anybody, has anybody else been there for this long? Well, let me let me uh, uh, let me. Here's another question pertaining to that. Then, Nigel, what about like Master P? Yeah, but even still, though, like Snoop Dogg, it's like different. yeah, you know what I mean. I I think Snoop, Master like, P. Master P. Snoop is Dogg, a, Dogg was doing shows with like Martha Stewart, right? Like. Like, granted, Master P, well, and that's probably what you was about to say. Master P is independent. He's like, when it comes to being an independent artist, he's a pioneer for that. But Snoop icon Dogg, and a legend. Yeah. Like, he's an icon and legend, but Snoop Dogg is like an icon and legend of his own right. So, I like it. He, I think he did more than what Master P could do just because he, was, he wasn't an independent artist overall. No, that's fair to say. You know, Snoop Dogg definitely had the financial backing because he, you know, he had companies or organizations behind him. Um, but Master P, he's done some incredible things too. Like I don't know if you guys remember, he had that Nickelodeon show. He put yeah, he, it. Oh yeah, Master P's done a lot of shit. Like you can't take away from Master P, and if you do, you're a fucking loser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spence, <laughs> Spence, real quick, give without thinking, give me your top five West um, artists because I'm curious to hear your answer now. Top five West Coast artists. Off the top of your head. You can uh, change it in the future. Damn. You can change it in the future. Uh, Just go. All right. Off top, I would say Cube, um, Snoop, uh, Game. Okay. 
I was wondering where he's going to be at. He has to be there. Yeah, he has to be there. Um, he fell off. Um, fa my favorite, I, I would actually put Nipsey in my top five just because he's one of the artists. This is pre him dying. Like I've listened to his music for years. So I would, I would put Nipsey in there. And actually, oh, damn, I can't even, damn, this is hard because it, I'm forgetting Kendrick and Schoolboy That's Q. That's what I'm saying. And, you, got, you got some people. And I think you have yeah. to put Kendrick in there at this point. Yeah, Kendrick has to be in there, but I was also going to put, um, what's my guy name? What's my guy name? Uh, They'll be the bass guys from the West no, Coast. No, exactly. no, <laughs> Sugar Free. Nah, I got to put Sugar Free in there also. Like, so, so no Pac, huh? No. Like, what? Hey, hey, I, I asked him for a stop off off the top of his head. I mean, you we did. Can, you did. We you can did. argue you about did. it in the future because uh, yeah. that's you that's controversial as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, like, listen, and I'll give you that. Like, I like Pac. He, Pac deserves to be there in terms of like mainstream, but to me, he's not going to be in there just because I like his music. But I think in terms of like, if you're asking me who I think had the best music. Pac is probably not going to be in my top five, like and, overall. No, I, I, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to shoot you for that. Um, I would hope not. I, no, no. <laughs> Pull I mean, the you, blicky out. <laughs> Pull the Tory Lanes on me, man. Yeah, I'm coming over with the blick. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yo, you heard what happened to Meg, right? Wow. <laughs> I'm cutting that. I'm cut, I'm, I am cutting. No, that. leave right. it. Leave it. Right, leave it. Right. Leave yo, it. Yo, I, 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 I can't knock you for that. I can't because not everybody is going to be a fan of certain people's music, right? Right. It's just that it's just so hard sometimes to, you know, not put like a Biggie, I mean, a Tupac in the West Coast or a Biggie out of New York. It's hard to not put those guys in due to the impact that they have. But if you're not yeah. a fan of their, their music per se, that's, that's, that's fine. That's yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. I think for me, my and we'll we'll actually have to actually take a month, some time one of these days to really talk about this because right. my thing is just like it, though a person is like a great musician, like at there to me there becomes a point where it's like okay, like Bill Russell did so. Bill Russell, like he he led the way for so much of what the NBA is for us, right? Just being like one of the first black basketball players, right? And like winning 13 championships, but we never talk about him as like one of the top three. We never talk about like other basketball players. And granted, it's different. <laughs> I was about to get I, into it. I know, I know you were. I saw, I saw your yeah. face. You were, you were about to yeah. be like, "Yo, don't, don't do that." That's so why I was like, "Hey, we got to cut this conversation short." <laughs> yeah. All I'm gonna say is my thing is my whole thing is just gonna be this, right? Pac made good music. I love Pac's music, but to me, when it comes to artistry and like he's super creative, but when I think of music to play, like he's got songs that I'm going to listen to. He has a, a good catalog that I would listen to, but there's other catalogs that I like more. Like to me, I, there's certain music that I like more, even even though if I say an artist, like if I was to say YG, you would say how. But if I say, okay, to me, I think My Crazy Life is a classic. Like YG fell off hard, but I think YG had some really great music at some moment in time. That if we were just like I, I'm sorry, I'm just not putting some a dead guy that's been that's been dead for almost thirty years 
Like I'm serious. Like I'm not gonna take a dead artist and put. He's been he's been gone for almost thirty years. With all due respect to him, he's been gone for like thirty years, bro. Like I'm I, I feel as though like at this point I can't just say there's too much. There's too many artists. There's too many artists. There's too many artists that have recreated themselves, rebranded themselves, created a long lasting career by making music throughout a stretch of time. Like you look at someone like the game. Game has been able to be relevant over the course of twenty years, right? Yeah. And like an artist like that, it's hard for me to be like, yo, like he he's made so much more music than podcasts overall that's out essentially. That to me, I'm it'd be hard for me to say I'll choose Pac's catalog over the game's catalog. Yeah, I so, well, 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 what about <laughs> so what about what about Lil B? Because he made more music than all the artists he listed combined. Lil B's Damn, trash. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right? Hey. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm talking about quality. And... <laughs> let's wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's wrap it on on, on that note because I don't, nobody wants a base god curse. The curse of the base god. Um, yeah, we fuck and, with base god. I fuck with base god. Man. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so, <laughs> so with that being said, uh, you guys, you've been highly advised to stay safe out here. Um, if you, when you listen to this, put a uh, send, leave, leave a comment or something, and actually send, actually message us, message us with like your opinions or takes, and hopefully we can get some of that stuff on the show. So with that being said, you guys been highly advised, and be careful flying. Because you got people, and don't be actually be careful flying and don't fight flight attendants because they say your flight's delayed. Give Najee. So, oh, yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram, st.kitch. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly which one you was talking about. I had to do it. But uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram, uh, St. Kitts, S T K I T H. Um, follow us on the Insta, the Holly Vise Instagram. Uh, highly advised podcast. Instagram's highly advised podcast. The Twitter is uh, advised highly. Uh, fellas, drop y'all shit real quick, and then we can be out. All right. So you already know. Follow me at Big Cozy, Too Cozy, on Instagram, and uh, make sure you follow us the Highly Advised Podcast page. Relaxing without a G underscore Jackson. I'll see y'all next week. Um, we got more shit for y'all. Stay tuned. At the yep. highly advanced. <laughs>